0: Man, Gabriel, thank you for that, and for speaking and using, letting the Lord, Holy Spirit speak through you, uh, man. For just a few moments, I just want to share, uh, and 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 continue. We'll have to readjust a little bit because we don't have much time. But as 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 Gabriel, man, gratefully uh, laid a foundation of the marks of discipleship. I want to give us some, a few implications for us this morning, if that's okay. Matthew 28, we're going to stay there. It says in verse 18, he says, Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of, of the age. This morning, sometimes we can hear this, and it can just go right out. It can go in one way and just go right out the other. And what we have here, we have Jesus, a Jewish man, speaking to his disciples, Jewish men, in a Semitic dialect, and then translated from Greek to Latin, Latin to English, uh, even a form of English that we don't even speak today, a culture that was incredibly different than us today. And so it's important sometimes for us to look at Scripture and and view it through the lens that disciples viewed it. When they hear Jesus' words, it's important for us to hear it the way the disciples heard it and the listeners heard it, and sometimes that can be difficult because sometimes the culture in, in our culture Today we lose a lot of cultural meaning, and so for just real quick, I want to try to be brief. I want to just kind of unpack that for a moment. And so, um, Jesus, being a rabbi, um, rabbis were were teachers of the word. Their their main goal was to interpret the scripture. Of course, in, in the New Testament, they didn't have the New Testament; they had the Old Testament. So they would, uh, um, they were had the authority uh, to. Interpret Scripture, and they had disciples. Disciples, as um, Gabriel mentioned, they were learners. They were followers. Uh, I, growing up in that culture, you um, would go to school, whether it was by your family or, or closer towards the New Testament, there were some schools. And by the time, if you're a 13-year-old boy, you get to the end of your education. And so if you wanted to continue and pursue, uh, whether it would be a teacher or a scribe or a judge or a head of a synagogue, if you wanted to continue, you would have to continue your education. But the only way to do that was to become a disciple of a rabbi. And so depending on how well you were, you would either, um, either drop out because you weren't smart enough or you would go to a rabbi and say, hey, rabbi, I want to... Follow you. I want to do what you do. And so the disciple would, would do that, or, and, and the rabbi would, if the rabbi were to agree to it, because the rabbi didn't, uh, in, in that conversation, the rabbi would ask him questions, questions about their faith, about the scriptures, and the, the rabbi could say a couple things to him. He said, Look, you're good. You know the scriptures, but I don't think you have what it takes to, to do what I do. So, Go. You need. You need to go fish. You need to go learn a trade so you can make a living, or or be, do what your dad does. Or he says, "Look, I, I think you've got what it takes. You're, I think you're pretty gifted. I think you're special. I think you could do what you do." And so they would say, "Hey, come follow me." And in this discipleship relationship, the disciple the young man the boy would submit completely to the authority of this rabbi in his interpretation of the scripture he would come into this relationship willingly to submit and surrender and he would drop everything to follow him to imitate this rabbi to um learn and and for the purpose of one day becoming a rabbi or, or, or something in that nature. And so uh, the, the disciple would really wrestle with the scripture. And you know we get to verse 18 and it says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And Jesus makes a pretty definitive statement here. He says all authority has been given to me. And he's talking to disciples, disciples he, who have been with him through years. So this statement right here is assuming discipleship, that he's talking to people who have already matured in their faith, already uh, been disciples. So when Gabriel said, hey, first you've got to be a disciple, that's right. This this phrase, this last remarks of Jesus is talking to disciples. So if you're not a follower, if you're not a disciple, that's your first step in fulfilling this commandment that God has called us to and making disciples. You've got to be a disciple. And so when he says, all authority has been given to me, what he's saying is that there's no other rabbi. You're not submitting to anybody else's rabbi. Us today, 2,000 years later, we're not submitting to somebody else's rabbi. You're not submitting to the pastor. You're submitting to the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a disciple and that's what he means when he says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me because the disciples knew that disciples knew that when you become a a disciple of somebody you would submit fully to their authority and how they interpreted the scriptures second thing one you've got to be a disciple that's what Gabriel talked about And, and the second there's a command here for us to be disciple makers he says make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit one thing i want us to point out real quick is that our role in disciple making is not to be a rabbi i know that's kind of weird in our culture but we're not the authority we're not building people up for the sake of people being under us our role in the teacher disciple maker relationship is to be a co Disciple because ultimately Jesus has that authority. So we both are submitting to that authority of Jesus Christ. Now we may be a little mature in our faith, but Christ is our authority. So we're co disciples that does intentional spiritual good to help other people follow Jesus. That's what disciple making is. That we are co disciples submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and His teaching, His Word and we help people we do an intentional spiritual good to help other people follow Jesus in the discipleship relationship with Jesus oftentimes we see this in the new testament in the in the gospels that Jesus would people would ask Jesus questions how would Jesus respond he would ask a question he would tell a story he would tell a parable and one thing that's crazy to me is that he wouldn't just give just easy chop short answers and what that did to his disciples, what that did to the people asking the question, is that they really had to wrestle with the words of Jesus to really understand what that meant. And even the disciples, the disciples didn't understand. And so after Jesus told the story, they would, um, Jesus and the disciples would, would walk off, and the disciples, Lord Jesus, what are you talking about? And Jesus would have to explain it. That gives me hope, because sometimes the words of Jesus are confusing And even the disciples, the 11, the 12, that were there with him for three years didn't really understand his teaching. It gives me hope that, you know, I could do this. But the point there was that they were wrestling with the scriptures. I feel like today in our culture that we've lost that appetite to wrestle with scripture. We pray, we go to the Lord, Lord, you know, fix this. Lord, give me that answer that I, I need, but we don't really wrestle with the text to really understand what uh, God's having to speak to us. And so real quickly, how do we make disciples? He tells us in this text, he says, baptize, Baz, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and Jesus Christ. We're bringing people in to a relationship with Christ. We know that God saves them, but we're sharing our faith, and we're helping them make their next step in baptism. But then also it says to teach them to obey. Notice it did not say teach them the scriptures. It says teach them to obey the scriptures. So two things real quick. How can we do this? How can we leave this place here and make disciples? One, I want to encourage us to find two to four believers who are committed to spiritual growth. Two to four believers that are committed to spiritual growth spiritual growth. We see in Scripture men discipling men, women discipling women. And then second, get together frequently. Once a week, twice, once every other week, once a month, but get together frequently for the purpose of wrestling with the Scripture. What does this say? What is God teaching me? And I've got a list. If you want to just jot this down, some application questions. As you're reading your, your verse, as you're reading this chapter, what you know what are you hearing from God when you're when you're in your group when you're in the the, the with people because re- remember discipleship is relational. What are you hearing from God and what are you doing about it? It's not just listening to the words as James tells us that we're doers of the words. So what are you hearing from God? What are you doing about it? Second one similar to that. What is God teaching you and how is it affecting your life? Is there a promise to claim? Matthew 28, there's a promise. He says, I will be with you always to the end. So right there, there's a promise we can claim. Is there an action or an attitude to avoid? This is important because when we're reading texts, is there something that we need to flee from? Is there a principle here to apply? If you're reading the verse, if you're reading the chapter, is, is there an underlining principle that we need to apply for our life? these are just simple things to help guide the conversation and then pray for each other be there for each other and just real quickly last thing you can do this we can can make disciples we can fulfill the calling that God has placed on our lives to do this think about this for a moment Matthew 4 the beginning of the Gospels Jesus goes up to Peter and his brother Andrew and he says hey They're fishermen, they're fishing. He goes up to them and he says, hey, I want you to come follow me. And so if Jesus is saying this to his disciples, think about this. If they're fishing, what does that tell you? Is that these guys aren't following some other rabbi. That means that at some point in their life, they either dropped out of school or they were told that they weren't good enough. They weren't the best. Jesus goes to these disciples and says, look, I want you to follow me. What does that tell them? Jesus is like, discipleship is no longer about who's the best. Discipleship is not no longer about who's good enough. But Jesus is saying that discipleship is about the work that God does in you. And you can duplicate that in somebody else. We can do that. So in your notes, I want to encourage you to write down two to four people that you can to this week. I want to encourage you to do that this week. Two to four people that you can uh, get coffee, get breakfast, get lunch. Just invite over to your house and read Scripture together. Apply it. Help each other. Build each other up. Encourage one another. You can do it. Because Jesus left this challenge to unschooled fishermen who were told that they weren't good enough to do it. And Jesus gave that command to them. We could, we could look through the book of Acts and how the church spread and began to boom through these men who were just unschooled fishermen. If they could do it, we could do it because it's the power of Christ in us. We've just, what we can't do is be passive. We can't just say, you know, I'll get to it. But we've got to be intentional and do good to show others that God loves them. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for who you are. Lord, thank you for Gabriel and for the word you spoke through him, that your word is living and active. Lord, I pray for anyone in here this morning, if they are not a disciple, if they're not a, a follower of you, Lord, that they would come into a relationship with you this morning. Lord, as they look at their life and they're like, man, I've, I've been to church, but I don't have that relationship. I'm not a follower of Christ. Lord, speak to them this morning. Draw them to yourself. Lord, we know that your word says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Lord, and so this morning, if if there's someone here that needs to call on you, you, Lord, that they would come and submit to you, that they would surrender their life to you. Say, Lord, I need you. Lord, come into my life and save me. Lord, help us today to, to make disciples. Help us to be obedient. This is a command that you've called us to do. It's not a suggestion, Lord, forgive us for where we've been sinfully disobedient in in following you in this way. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, I pray that today marks the day that we are faithful, just out of the relationships that we have, can help each other and encourage one another to, to live in obedience to your word.